0: Hello, it's Eric Johnson, Coach EJ, The Brand, and Aaron Thigpen, The Source, and today's topic, Aaron, is the athlete seven weeks later in the COVID-19 virus pandemic, what are they doing? Are they training the same way? Are they getting burned out? Are they training smarter? Are they still committed to their efforts to being the best they can be? Well, That's a lot
1: to cover and a lot of different answers. What I'm finding now is I'm getting a rush of athletes who thought they could handle this on their own and seven weeks later are finding out that they can't. They may have had some initial ideals of of what they wanted to do in working out and maybe they've gotten some programs off the web or just kind of Uh, putting some things together from different sources and they're finding that they're not getting the results uh, they're getting stale on their training or they're just not able to to stick to it so there's a lot of different things that are are going on and what really is manifesting itself is it's not, this is not as simple as okay I'm going to take a workout from an online program or, or a coach and that's what I'm going to do. That's not performance training. You know, there's a difference. There's, there's exercising, there's working out, and then there's performance training. Most kids and athletes are doing the exercising, which means they're maybe doing some kind of fitness routine. I, I even had a kid who was saying they were doing P90X. You know, right, I remember um, that back in the day. Athletes who are, who are doing some some programs that they've gotten, but now they're seven weeks into the same program.
0: Mm,
1: when right. usually you should be changing your program more frequently than that. If you're training four or five days a week, right. you should be cycling your programs every three to four weeks. Mm. So if you're seven weeks in the program, even if it's a good program and you've been doing it, that program is stale. Your body is stale. It's like, if, say for instance, your favorite dessert is chocolate cake. Right. All right, that first week you eat chocolate cake, it's going to be great. Second week's going to be great. Third week's going to be great. You get to week six and seven, that chocolate cake ain't going to taste as good. <laughs>
0: it not taste good at the, all.
1: The, 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 those, your taste receptors and that say, hey, this is good, I love this, they're dull to it. There's no more stimulation. And that's the same thing that happens in training the third that's the exercise phase guys. Okay. exercise okay. third category is performance right. difference with performance training and the other two is there's oversight, there's management mm-hmm. there's structure mm-hmm. and there's accountability and those four things really make the difference in the training and you know the training might even look the same but right. without those four overriding concepts, you're not maximizing your time. So, seven weeks later, I'm finding guys that aren't in the shape that they thought they were in. I'm finding guys who haven't done all the work that they should have done. The passage of seven weeks doesn't necessarily mean it's seven weeks of training. Because what if you've trained only one day each week? That's only seven training sessions. (laughs) All right. So, you know, when you read the calendar, I read the calendar differently than, than most people. Right. Seven weeks is the passage of time, right. but that's not seven weeks of training. No. So different. there's a lot of different things that athletes are kind of, now after this first phase of being shut in, are starting to find out and realize. Mm-hmm. And, and for a lot of them, they basically wasted or burned seven weeks. Right. And yeah. feeling is, if we don't know when this thing is going to lift, and and when you've got to be able to hit the ground running, then you should be ready. You should be thinking about keeping yourself ready. If they say, "Hey, you know, we found an antidote. Everyone's going to get a shot, right. and everything's going to go back to normal tomorrow," and your first tournament is a week from now, how many guys are ready? Wow.
0: Wow. That that and that on, right there is just woo. That just that slaps you in the yeah. face a little bit. And over
1: the course of seven weeks, you could be ready
0: but most aren't.
1: So what, what happens now? Guys will rush to get ready, mm-hmm. which means they may take shortcuts, uh, which might lead to lower levels, of, which will lead to lower levels of performance, mm-hmm. but also injury. It's huge. Mm-hmm. And what if it's things lighten up and there's an extended time period that you can participate and compete? Well, now you don't have the foundation underneath you To be able to handle any kind of extended season. So there's a lot of things that I that athletes and parents need to be considering during this. And and again, I understand not everyone has access to equipment, not everyone has access to facilities and all those sorts of things, but you gotta find a way. You know, and if it means there's I write programs every week for people who have one set of dumbbells. One medicine ball right. And, you know yeah, one set of and, bands and, 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 and a jump rope. Yeah, exactly. That's not twenty-four hour fitness.
0: No that's that's a
1: very minimal, very minimal equipment outlay that anyone can can get.
0: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that and I, I, listening to what you're saying and it goes back to what we do at a hardball athletics, Aaron. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that we have a management system. Based on the principles mm-hmm. of plan, preparation, accountability, and structure. Right. And you know what? What hit me in the face with what you said was the fact that you look at the calendar different than everybody else. You and I have looked at that calendar, and it may be seven weeks here, but you and I look at that three hundred and sixty-five day calendar, right. and we have right. a plan and a structure here in Harbaugh Athletics managing our athletes in all the sports that we train our guys in, and. This seven weeks is just part of the seven weeks of a of a process of our structure for three sixty five. Exactly. And uh, I I just thought about that and just he said you know guy says hey I want to I want to I'm gonna do this DJ for seven weeks I'm gonna train one day a week and do this and I'll be ready to go and you know it's like I tell our athletes all the time is that hey guys we're gonna we're gonna spend this much time doing this a week we're gonna have a rest period. We're going to have a period of good nutrition. We're going to have good, uh, good preparation and towards a mental training, and we're going to get better at all those things to enhance what we've been doing over the three sixty five. Right. And I think that's it. This has been a great time to evaluate how we're doing in our plan over those three sixty five. Hey, do we need to tweak this a little bit, Aaron? Right. You know. We, bo- we have athletes that we say, oh, we're gonna tweet this a little bit. Right. Uh, we're gonna focus a little bit more time on that because we right. do have that time. You're not playing right now. Right. Um, you're not competing, I should say. And we can enhance uh, many different facets of our programming in our system. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's,
1: you, there's a situation that you're dealt with, you gotta figure out a way. And you've gotta pivot, and you've gotta be a creative and you've got to find a way. If this is something that you really want, then you'll find a way. And there's not a whole lot of excuses as far as I'm concerned. And the information's out there. There are people out there, and you may have to do things that are outside of your wheelhouse, like the Zoom trainings, right. and, and maybe some other things. Maybe you have to do more running-based training versus lifting, uh, or body weight training versus lifting. But there's lots of training modalities that you can do. I mean, if you think about it, Babe Ruth, right, Lou Gehrig, <laughs> all, all the all time <laughs> greats, they did they weren't going to full blown sports performance facilities. No. So the I, I, I don't really buy that whole school of thought that, well, I didn't have this, I don't have access to that, and I can't make it happen. There's kids in the inner city every day who make professional sports because they have a will. And that's really what it comes Ooh, down to yeah. is having the will. And it's funny. Um I was watching something today and there and there was a quote and I wrote it down. And it's do or do not. There is no try. You know who said that? Who said that? Yoda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. But uh, hey, it's so true, right? Yeah. Oh, it's good. I love so, I, I, I'm a, a, a Yoda follower. <laughs> I, I, I am too. I, That's I my that. mantra. Yeah, I like that mantra, and it's so it's so true in this day and age. Is that a player's will determines their success? Yes. And I know a lot of a lot of us have been watching the Last Dance with Michael Jordan and we've seen different types of shows like that and the determining factor for me is the will the will of the athlete. How bad do you want to do it? Right. You know, we we're professional athletes and it's our will is what got us over. It wasn't like we had a special technique yes. that made us, you know, ah, this is going to separate me. Right. But even the guys that I played with, um, you know, Barry Bonds and all these guys, the greatest players of all time, Ozzie Smith and all these, these people, Um, They have this incredible will to be the best. Yes. And they would work and train so hard because it gave them confidence, Mm -hmm. you know, and that confidence leads to success, I believe. So I think, you know, it goes back to what we said about this COVID athlete seven weeks later, is that how strong mentally are they and how smart are they to really have a good system, a management system set up where they could be moving forward in case like you said when all the sports open up are they ready to compete in that sport right I mean this is this was a gut check for a lot of people
1: and you know for those who are serious you might want to look at and see hey what systems do I have or do I don't have in place Mm -hmm. that are going to help me get to the next level and maybe you need to make some decisions on, on pr- reprioritizing some things and how you do, how you operate, and how you move forward. Uh, because, again, I always tell the athletes when they come in here, right. this is your program. It's not my program. This is You have to take control of your athletic destiny. Mm-hmm. And right now, a lot of infrastructure is gone. So this kind of magnifies that. What are you going to do? The onus is on you to figure out how do I navigate this situation?
0: Yeah, because all the entities that want to start competition in all the sports are going to have a, a, a date to start and they're not going to give you a pass and say oh well okay, um, because of this we could kind of do that. Right. I'm sure when they start the baseball, basketball, football seasons, and all these sports—tennis and golf and all that stuff—that's coming up. Uh, I'm sure the governing bodies aren't going to go. Oh well, you get a pass. You get a you get an extra stroke yeah. here. You <laughs> yeah. get an extra swing, an extra right. kick, an extra free throw. Uh, they're not going to say that. It's right. competition. It's game on. Right.
1: And you have to be ready. And like I said at our other podcast at the beginning, said this is a great time to make gains and catch those who are ahead of you and separate you from others. And you've had seven weeks to be able to do that to this point. What have you done? That's my question.
0: What a great ending to our podcast right there, saying that line. So this is Eric Johnson, the brand. And Aaron Thigpen, the source. We'll see you next time.